Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Art of Kindness, where we have compassionate conversations with artists from all areas of the entertainment industry who are using their voice to spread joy and make this big spinning planet in the sky a better place to be. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. And welcome to the AOK's No Tricks, Only Treats special. Your host, Robert, or should I say, your ghost, <laughs> is well, positively possessed right now. <laughs> Wow, you don't realize how high your voice is until you go into that low register. (laughs) Happy October! It is October! This means that I've officially been celebrating Halloween for months now. Not gonna lie, one of the reasons I wanted to make a podcast was so I could do a spooktacular month of episodes. Honestly, I started planning this in July and now it's finally here and I cannot contain my excitement! We're calling our first A-OK Halloween No Tricks, Only Treats. I may have even written a theme song. (laughs) If anybody wants to lay down some tracks with me and produce it, it goes a little something like this. Okay. Cause I want no tricks, only treats this Halloween. Kindness and candy, I don't wanna scream. This Halloween, bum, 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 Halloween. Something like that. Welcome to a positively spooktacular month of celebrity interviews, giveaways, and fabulous <laughs> kindness and wellness tips. The treats are literal, guys, because you, our listeners, will have a chance to win prizes on social media all month long. We have some really exciting giveaways coming. Mum's the word for now, but you can follow along on our Instagram at Art of Kindness Pod or at Rob Peter Paul. Hey. 
This month, we're also thrilled to be supporting Trick or Treat for UNICEF, which this year is working to help deliver 1.4 billion COVID-19 vaccine doses around the world, along with masks, hygiene supplies, treatment, and diagnostic kits. Guess what? The whole family can get involved in this by heading to unicefusa.org slash trick dash or dash treat slash join. So when I was thinking of dream guests to kick off our spooktacular celebrazione, I obviously went to the classics, which for me are Disney's Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town. I mean, come on, those two are essential holiday viewing. The very first person I reached out to was also the very first person who said yes, Kimberly J. Brown. What, what, what? That's right, Marnie herself is on the podcast today to launch our No Tricks, Only Treats month. (laughs) While Kimberly J. Brown is perhaps most known for Halloween Town, she is an award-winning powerhouse who's rocked every single medium. She first began charming the world with her art at the age of five. By age nine, Kimberly had appeared on Broadway in shows like Les Miserables and the Tony-winning revival of Showboat. She then went on to rock TV, earning an Emmy nomination for her role on TV's longest-running daytime drama, Guiding Light. Other TV credits include Law & Order SVU, it's such a good episode, Touched by an Angel, Two of a Kind, and more. Most recently, she was seen with reoccurring roles on the popular ABC soap opera General Hospital and the Crossword Mysteries movie series on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel, which my grandma has playing on a loop all day long. Kimberly has also had some really big voiceover work. Yes, book it! Fun fact, KGB actually lent her voice to the iconic line, Silly rabbit, tricks are for kids! Which I totally wish I had her say to me now. On the feature film side, right out of the gate, Kimberly earned rave reviews and an independent spirit award for her role in the indie movie, Tumbleweeds. Some other film highlights include playing John Travolta and Uma Thurman's assistant in Be Cool and starring opposite Steve Martin and Queen Latifah in Bringing Down the House, which is such a fun movie. You should watch it if you haven't seen it. Now, of course, as a 90s Disney Channel kid, I became a fan after seeing her magical turn as Marnie in Halloween Town 1, 2, and 3. She starred with the legendary Debbie Reynolds, who we talk a lot about, don't worry, as a teenager who finds out she's a witch. Speaking of DCOMs, you may also remember Kimberly for juggling all those babies in quince. So, without further ado... Hop on that broomstick and fly with us to Halloween Town as we chat with the wickedly talented Kimberly J. Brown. Hi. Kimberly. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. Thanks. How about yourself? I'm awesome. I am so excited to talk to you. I feel like I've been counting down the days. So thank oh, you for doing so, this. You're so sweet. Sure. No, thanks for having me. Like the rest of the world, I am totally in love with Halloween Town and I honestly watch it off season. Of course, now that it's October, happy October. Your yes. month. <laughs> it's on my screen 24-7. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I just feel like you guys achieved something that I think is magic on screen. But before I really like just keep complimenting you for an hour, um, <laughs> I would love to know how are you at taking compliments? Oh, starting with the start, starting with the hard hitting questions. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've worked on that, I guess I should say it's, um, 
it's a little awkward at times. I feel like if I'm being honest, cause it's like, I feel like I'm good at giving them, but sometimes feeling them makes me feel very self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, and it's not, you know, it's about the other person wanting to express it to you, you know? And so I think it's, I've had to, to be mindful, I guess, sometimes over the years of, um, of just taking it in and, feeling okay in that moment of like vulnerability and like, you know, self-consciousness a little bit, that it's, you know, that it's okay to be in that space. Cause it's, you know, it can be a lot sometimes. <laughs> totally. I totally get that. I know for me, cause I'm an actor too, like at the stage door, when people come and they say these nice things, it is mm-hmm. really, they just want to say it to you. And kind of like after the fact, it soaks in, you're like, wow, that was so nice. Why was I so awkward? Like, why did I run away? Because we should like embrace that. It is it's so kind Absolutely. And it can be overwhelming in the moment if it's like, if it's a group of people or something, it's an interesting, you know, like maybe it's, maybe it's the amount of tension sometimes in that moment. That's mm. a lot, you know, but it's, I also, so, I mean, I, I very much appreciate it. And, and um, I mean, I'm, I've been doing this since I was five years old and I'm still get tickled that people even, you know, watch anything I do. So it's, mm. uh, <laughs> it's, it's really cool to have people even, um, just, you know, want to watch something I'm in or want to respond about it. People not only want to, but I feel like people need to, especially in October. We're like, I got to get this going and not to keep complimenting <laughs> you, but you just handle it with so much grace, which I really admire. Oh, thank you. So thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. Look at that. She said, thank you. That's the proper way to accept a compliment. (laughs) Obviously, we're here today to talk all about kindness. And Mm -hmm. I would love to know, just to start off, what does kindness mean to you? Kindness means, trying to think of, I want to say four things at once, uh, which is usually my problem. Um, (laughs) It's really consideration. I think It's, it's taking it off of yourself for a moment and considering, you know, what somebody else is going through or, uh, you know, the bigger situation around yourself and sort of, you know, trying to consider that and, and, um, I guess almost help people in that way or, or having that approach with people to hopefully bring them a little bit of warmth or joy. And in turn, it usually ends up feeding me and making me feel joy and warmth. So I think it's, it's just about consideration of others and kind of going beyond maybe what's right in front of your face and sort of trying to take in the whole picture and and what's, you know, what's best for everybody. Hmm. I think that's a beautiful definition. It's Thank a hard you. question to answer because <laughs> we don't really talk about kindness that much. I feel like for some reason, but do you feel like you learned kindness growing up or do you think now where you are in your life, you're able to really like think about it and practice it more. Like, I feel like in the nineties, we weren't necessarily talking about mental health and kindness and self-love as much. I, I mean, I think it's both. I definitely being a child in the entertainment industry, I was shown a lot of kindness by um, the adults that I worked with. And I definitely, you know, working with specific people stuck with me. And I always wanted to, you know, as I got older and worked with more people and kids myself hoped to emulate, you know, the way that I was treated in so many situations. I I, I think there's uh, over the, I guess I want to say few years, but it seems like it's been longer than that. Like you mentioned kind of collectively, you know, we do talk more about, about mental health and awareness and all of that. And I think kind of along those lines, I feel like I've also just tried to be a little bit more cognizant of, of it myself. And also just, even if it's the simplest thing is, um, 
you know, I go on hikes a lot and just trying to either smile or say hi to the person I pass, you know, it's, I, there's a lot of times where I have been in my own head or just in my own thoughts and anxiety or whatever. And um, I try to make more of a point to say hi to somebody or smile at them because it's not Mm -hmm. really about me in that moment. But I like, I would like to, you know, show a little kindness to somebody passing me because when I have had somebody do that to me on the trail, it has immediately just brightened my day. And so Mm -hmm. it's little things like that, that I've tried to just be more aware of because I think as, you know, humans, we're all looking for that, that connection and, and, you know, why not, why not show that to each other when the world shows us plenty of the other stuff? The other stuff for (laughs) sure. I totally agree. I got, especially with the quarantine, I have to go outside and go on a hike or a walk every day. I'm not even going to lie and say it's a run. It's always a walk. And (laughs) that's okay. That's, that's good too. Yeah. Yeah. And when you see, I have this like inner monologue in my head when I see someone coming, I'm like, oh, they're not, they're not going to look at me. They're not going to wave at me. It's fine. I won't wave at them. And I'll just, and then like the second you wave and they smile, it's, oh my gosh, we're all people and we love each other. And I I just think that's great. It's harder now with masks. You know, my eyes are bulging out of my head. I'm like trying to smile. I forget that all the time. I, I, I smile at someone. And then after I leave, I'm like, they, they didn't even see that because I was wearing a mask. So yeah, that's, (laughs) taken a little getting used to. I don't even think I'm fully used to it. Yeah. I'm sure that's like kind of nice in a way though, because you have such a recognizable face that maybe sometimes (laughs) you're like, okay, I can just go and get groceries and not, you know, have to say like Halloween is cool or whatever people (laughs) want you to say. Yeah. The amount of people that have still recognized me in a mask is pretty, pretty amazing. And I have felt bad in some of those instances because we've talked a little bit, but I've also was smiling the whole time. And I was like, I hope and I had one specific instance I can remember now where a woman approached me and she was so sweet and she kept apologizing for like interrupting me. because I was literally in line checking out the grocery store and I kept smiling and saying, no, it's okay. And I, and I realized that at the end of the conversation that she didn't see half of like what I was trying to emote because I had the mask on. And I was like, oh, I hope oh. she... Like, I hope, you know, she heard, you know, that it was okay because it really was. And like, that's where it can get a little frustrating at times that you, you, you forget that your half your face isn't being seen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I forget that all the time, but then I'm also like kind of thankful because I, you can probably tell already, I make such weird faces all the time. I'm very expressive. You and do not so at like, all. No. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, well, just wait and see. Um, <laughs> and then I feel like it's like, oh, I don't have to figure out what I'm doing with my face. You know, it's, it's hidden. I don't know. Yes. I don't know how to react yeah. anymore because of that. But I would love to know, speaking of growing up, do you have a favorite Halloween memory that you could share with us? Ooh, I really loved Halloween as a kid. It's really no, uh, no wonder as to why I'm an actress, because as a kid, the notion of getting to put on a costume and pretend to be somebody else for a night was just, I mean, it was the most amazing thing in the world. So I, I mean, I was a princess. I was all, I, it, I ran the gamut of different costumes. And I, I have to say, I, there was always some part of like my costumes that we would hand make. And I really loved that. Like that was some mm-hmm. of my like favorite times on Halloween or kind of, it, it just was a different sense of accomplishment in a sense, like knowing that like I made my princess wand or like, and it, it's, I really loved being able to put things together. And then as I got older, I got into like, you know, gory makeup or that sort of thing and would do that kind of, that kind of stuff on Halloween, but putting together the costumes were some of my favorite things. And then 
watching the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Like that yes. was, that yes. was like my, you know, it was on ABC. Like, and then when, when you knew that that aired, like that was, you know, then it was officially fall and Halloween season. Totally. And now you're doing that for people with Halloween town, which must be super, I'm sure you probably can't even like fully process it, but that must be super amazing. It's, it's so touching. I, um, I have met over the years, literally generations of families that, you know, have started watching movies when they were young. And then, you know, the, their granddaughter now watches it. And it's incredible to me. We had no idea that the movies would grow into what they have. And it's certainly a a testament to the awesome fans. And I'm, I'm so touched that I get to play a small part in people just feeling happy or bringing up good memories from them, you know, for them, it's a, it's quite an honor and and mm. certainly something that I, you know, would never want to take for granted. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, you were, <laughs> you were, I was thinking about it in preparation for this and you were really just like thrust into stardom at such a young age. And particularly, I feel like being a Disney Channel star, which over the years has gotten a certain connotation when people talk about that for some reason. And I think it's maybe it's being broken now. How did you like specifically navigate that? Because You've always just been like a really magical person that everybody loves. Well, thank you. That's kind of you to say. I had been working, you know, I I started in the business when I was five and I did my first Broadway show when I was seven and I was on a soap opera for years. So I, Mm -hmm. when I had, after Halloween Town and that particular summer, actually I did Halloween Town and I did another movie called Tumbleweeds Back to Back, which ended up um, going to the Oscars and I got an Independent Spirit Award for it. It was certainly Mm -hmm. like, Um, you know, that, that summer was a very significant summer of my life, but I had been working for a while. So I was thankful that I had been in the business for a little bit and, you know, had kind of grown up in it. So I, it, you know, those movies weren't like the first things that I had done that had gotten a little bit of attention, but certainly as I was getting older, it's, it's already hard enough being a teenager, you know, by itself for sure. So it was, interesting trying, you know, growing up and learning more about myself personally, but then also working and, and, and being in the spotlight in a different way. And I think my parents were always great at, at a making sure that I continued to want to do it, you know, that it was like something that I was still loving and enjoying because if it wasn't, you know, it was, there was never a question of when, you know, if you're done with this, you can stop like this isn't, you know, it, but it was always, it was always um, pushed by me because I was enjoying it so much. And I, they were great at helping me try to find a balance in the sense of school was always important to me. So I was always, uh, my studies were always something that I focused on, but then I also played sports in the community a little bit and like tried to just maintain some other, just some other activities and sort of that perspective that the business was not all twenty four seven. You know what had to be focused on all the time, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's it it is a lot, and I I do think it takes a, it, it's just it's a very it's a very interesting way to grow up, I guess I should say, because you've got <laughs> you know, the people watching you in a very different way that they they wouldn't have normally. So I feel for for those who have struggled and we've all struggled in different ways. You just, Mm -hmm. you know, you saw it more prominently in some people than others. Um, so it's, but it is a lot. I don't, uh, you know, I, I feel for everybody who has had to kind of do it a little bit more in the spotlight in different varying degrees, because it's, it's not easy. (laughs) Mm, No. I mean, you're lucky. It sounds like you had wonderful parents and a great support system. Yes, absolutely. Did any acts of kindness stand out to you along the way? 
that you think changed the course of your career or helped you stay in that lane? Certainly different people that I worked with that were uh, in projects with me. I mean, Debbie Reynolds, probably the most obvious and most well-known one, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But people like her and and Janet McTeer, who did Tumbleweeds with me, and Kim Zimmer and Robert Newman, who played my parents on Guiding Light, and just uh, Judith Hogue, who played my mom in Halloween Town. Like, just these great actors. Yeah, she's awesome. Just these great actors that were so kind to me and also just that I, I learned so much from not only acting wise, but just personally. And I, there's so many things from all of them and so many others that I, I think subconsciously um, still keep with me to this day. And it was a great, you know, Debbie was like, Debbie was an, is an amazing example of me being 13 and just meeting her and seeing somebody that was a legend and so Mm. well-known on a set like that and how she treated everyone. And it just um, talk about like an, an appreciation for the fans that got her there and, and all of that, all of those people like made such an impression on me for sure. Mm. Well, since you brought Debbie up, uh, <laughs> if you don't mind, if I could just no, ask you No, of course. About her, I could talk about her for days. Oh, she's so <laughs> great. My family loves her. I've read some of her books and my grandmother happened to be in Oregon when you guys were filming. I think it was the first one and she came yeah. back and told us, we didn't know what it was at the time, but I was such a movie mm-hmm. nerd that I loved that feeling. And she was like, I saw Debbie Reynolds in like a magical <laughs> dress thing. I don't know. That doesn't even matter. Shut up, Robert. Anyway, Debbie. <laughs> no, her Aggie cloak, her magical Aggie her cloak. Aggie I'm cloak. sure. Yeah. So magical. Did she give you any advice throughout that, that you feel like didn't really hit you until like now until later in life? Do you remember? Remember anything she said to you that stuck with you? There was both things that she said. And then a lot that I picked up just from the way that she was, it wasn't necessarily her so much sitting me down and going, okay, well, so you should do this. You know, <laughs> she told so many amazing stories and jokes all the time. And they were always at her expense. Like to, the giggle mm-hmm. was always, you know, and, but there was so much that I watched and remembered. And I think as I got older and it, it just stuck with me how she treated people in general. Cause you know, I had, I've worked with lots of different famous people and you never know when you hear somebody is signing onto a movie that, you know, you don't know what end of the <laughs> spectrum they're going to fall on. And she yeah. was just the kindest, most like warm and, and gracious person. And, and the biggest thing that stuck with me that I think really, that I have really thought of more as I've gotten older is just what a gift it is to be able to entertain people and to be in the position of saying hi to somebody and making them happy or, you know, that sort of thing. She, even when we were on set and there would be crowds of fans that would gather around the edges of, of where they were allowed to stand to watch, she would always stop what she was doing on a break and go over there and say, okay, let's go say hi to the fans. And she would walk over and she would say hi to them. She always introduced herself as Princess Leia's mom, which uh, always got a kick out of the crowd. But she just always said hello. She had pictures on hand to sign for people. And she just loved being able to do that for people. And I that really stuck with me, certainly as the movies got more popular over the years. And I hear people's stories of what, you know, what they've meant to them. It's it's just so fitting that that is such a big thing that she was a part of and that it continues to, you know, continues to spread that joy to people now, even after, mm. you know, even after she's passed and everything. Yeah. It sounds like she really led with kindness, which exudes throughout the whole movie. I feel like one, yes. one last thing is it? I've heard you say, like, she told you 
that on Halloween, you should dress up as Marnie and answer the door for (laughs) trick-or-treaters. Well, she told me she was doing that. She had, I think she kept Aggie's red cloak and maybe the other, maybe the main dress she wore in the first one. But she had told me, I think when we were filming Halloween Town 2, she told me that she would um, give out candy on Halloween dressed as Aggie. And so I thought, oh, that's uh, okay, I'll do that. And so I had gotten to keep Marnie's outfit after the second Halloween Town. And for a couple of years, um, gave out candy just as Marnie would surprise some people. And then it kind of, wow. it got a little out of hand because then we mm. got like visitors to the house all throughout the year looking for wow. Marnie and we were like, okay, maybe this needs to, you know, I'm sorry about that, by the way. It was just one time. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to say anything, time. but I, okay. You brought it up. So, no. um, <laughs> <Wanted> candy. <laughs> don't we all, don't we all want a little candy? Um, so yeah, I kind of had to pull back on that after a little bit, but, um, yeah, I got that idea from her and it was, I mean, it's so fun. The reactions on people's faces when they would, it would hit them. It was great. Oh, it's so cool. (laughs) It's like such an amazing movie too, because I feel like it is for the whole family, but it really just hits a home run with adults and kids. And I think part of that is because you're living out the ultimate fantasy that I would even love now, you know, to find out I'm part of this magical legacy and then get whisked (laughs) off to this magical town. And I think the extra icing on top of that is that Halloween Town was all about kindness. I mean, you saw these weird ghouls and goblins that like looked like they would be so scary, but they were all so nice to each other. And the whole turn in the first movie is that they become mean and scary. Was that something you guys talked about on on set? I mean, I think there was definitely conversations about making, making that distinction and really embracing a lot of the different characters and creatures, but a lot of the more like well-known ones, you know, in the, in the crowds and everything. So it would sort of bring that recognition to the story of like, Oh, that, you know, there's a, there's a creature with his, you know, there's a headless guy or, you know, with the pumpkin in his hand. And there's like some of these sort of classic creatures and scary, you know, the whole thing with, um, you know, the, the ghosts not saying boo and mm. like some of these like traditional things that we were kind of taught, you know, as a culture that are kind of scary that um, are just completely thought of, you know, completely a different entity in, in Halloween Town and how the, the humans put their own kind of spin on it to have it fit, you know, their tradition. So it was, there was definitely that, that focus to kind of make that differentiation. And then I loved how we kind of turned it on its head the other way in Halloween Town High and brought the, you know, the creatures into the mortal world and had them interact with humans and like how that was, there was so many things there that like kind of pointing out some of the behavior patterns that, you know, humans do without thinking and how, <laughs> you know, the, the, creatures and stuff were like, why do they, why can't we just all, you know, get along kind of thing. And I, I loved that we were able to do that in a, in a subtle way in a high school setting where Hmm. Lord knows that happens, you know, all too much. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life altering. And if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But I love that. And I really also would love to know if you could give us mm-hmm. a tree. I know you've talked about it so much, but are there any little Easter eggs that nobody's picked up on yet? People have done deep dives on this movie, but I don't know if there's anything that you wish people noticed. They haven't yet. Mm, trying to think over the... In Halloween Town High, I do know there's a few things like on Marnie's wall in her bedroom that well, like the the drawing of her specifically from uh, the Halloween Town book in the first movie. There's a mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you ever like fully see it because we didn't spend a lot of time in Marnie's bedroom in that movie. But there's a they made like a poster of the drawing of, of Marnie in the Halloween Town book and hung it on Marnie's wall. Um, so so there was slight little things like that, that, um, and again, I don't, I don't remember what wall it was on and how they shot it. If you can really see it, but why has no one made that into like a book we can buy? Ah, I know people ask me all the time, all the time. I've made keychain versions for my Etsy shop. Your Etsy shop is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, the people, so many people would love that book. It's, and I, I understand (laughs) completely. It's an awesome book. Yeah. It would make bank too. Come on. Come (laughs) on, mouse. Did you guys ever do like a Halloween party together? The Halloween town peeps? Never a Halloween party. We've certainly hung out in, um, you know, when we were working and at different events since, and like genuinely just adore each other and love working together. Mm. But I don't, I don't think we've ever done, we've done I think a few of us like watched the movie when it, you know, we did like a viewing party when it first came out and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I, I, that would be, that would be pretty fun though. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be there. No, I, I probably wouldn't be there, but I'll, I would love to hear about it. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to go to the real Halloween town in Oregon. And I feel like that must be such a surreal experience for you guys that now that you've gone and you know, the fan conventions that you do, have you had any fan interactions that kind of filled your heart or really stick out oh, to you? Oh gosh. I mean, so many, so many sweet people just will come up and just start bawling. Like, and it's the sweetest thing. Um, I've had fans come up and bring me like books that they've made of um, different photos and, you know, things that they found like press clippings and stuff from the movies. And they want to bring me like the different things they see out with like the being normal is vastly overrated or like Mm -hmm. a a tumbler or something with a pumpkin on it. Like they want to bring me these gifts, which is just (laughs) so sweet. But I, yeah, there's, there's just a bunch. Like I, people are, talk about like kindness and spreading kindness. There's just, that's one of my main like reasons that I love going out and meeting people. Cause it's just so nice to connect with people and over, over a shared, you know, a mutual love, but also just 
to be able to connect with them one-on-one and, mm. and say hi and, and just, you know, spread that, spread that joy a little bit if I can. Mm. That's one of the things I admire most about you is I'm going to turn it back to you and say that you're so open to that and to receiving that. And you treat everybody with so much kindness that I think that's why you receive it too. Um, well, you're welcome. I also think (laughs) again, uh, I've also like, you know, I've interviewed people that have been a part of these really big pop culture phenomenons Mm -hmm. and it can sometimes go the other way where, you know, you get a note from the publicist. That's like, do not ask them about blah, 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 blah. Mm. They will, they, they're done talking about this. And so I just really appreciate how you embrace it because it makes it so much more special every year for everybody. And unfortunately, I think that's rare. So thank you for just like keeping the magic alive. Well, you're, you're welcome. It, everybody, kind of like you said, everybody gives me a ton of magic back. And there have been certainly a lot of days where I have, I don't know, had a, an audition that didn't quite go the way I wanted to or something like that. I was just having a day. And then, then mm-hmm. I get a note from just the sweetest note from somebody that just, you know, tells me what the movie meant to them or what it, it just shares their story. And it, it just reminds me of, of why I love to do this. And it like immediately Mm. pulls me out of whatever little narrow space I'm in for the day. So it's, uh, I just, I I couldn't imagine not being able to share that with people. It's, it, it's just, it's special. And, and if I can do a little bit to like, you know, like I said, bring them a little bit of joy, like it, it just, it makes me so happy too. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I can say I, I had that kind of day. I had a self tape today that I don't, I don't even know if I should have sent it in, but this is turning my whole day around. So, oh, well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. You're awesome. I think every actor feels that way when they send in a self tape, by the way, I have a few of those to do myself this week and they're, yeah, they're, they're just awkward. <laughs> How do you feel like, would, would you rather go in the room? Are you, are you of that? I'm care? kind of, um, I'm kind of mixed on it. I do love going into the room, but I, I do have to say, and I do not like watching myself. So the, you know, I don't, I don't know a ton of actors that do, but like the whole act of having to do the scene and then watch it and then like figure out which take to send in tries, I think any actor crazy, but it is nice sometimes to watch it and then go, Oh, that's what I did there. That's not quite what I meant. Like, let me do it again mm. and having like that opportunity to edit a little bit, but that can also be a slippery slope. Cause then you're like, well, then maybe let me just try it one more time. And then, yeah, you know, no. 20 takes later, you're like, I just need to send in one. So yeah, you don't want to get sucked down that route. I'll get a text from a friend. It's like, I got a, I got a, you know, an episodic audition due by three tomorrow. Can you, you know, yeah. so I have a great support system. It is such a spiral. I've tried to learn to do things, especially when you're shooting at home and everything's at home. I've tried to do things that like make me happy beforehand. So I don't, you know, go down a tizzy of wanting to do it a million times, and then getting super down on myself. Yeah. You already give so much energy to people and you're just always leading with kindness. How do you take care of yourself and step back? I think it's important to take the time to do that. I'm not, I'm not always great at it. <laughs> um, I have made sort of a concerted effort over over time to really try to um, take, to just kind of recharge, I guess, because um, it can get the, the business itself can be so unpredictable. You can have, you know, not a ton mm-hmm. going on at the beginning of the week. And then suddenly, you know, there's auditions and interviews and all kinds of stuff going on. So I, I try to just, whether it's like reading or taking a bath or going on a hike or like just stuff to kind of give me a little bit of, of space to recharge um, is just, even if it's only for a little bit of time, it's, it's just mm. so helpful. And I've, I've really had to make like a concerted effort over the years to, to do that. And it's, it makes a big difference. It is. Yeah. It has to be a priority. 
For me last week, I had tech week and then I randomly booked this co-star thing. It's like when it rains, it pours, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like for me, the self-care thing that can go out the window is sleep, especially if you have to be up at 5 a.m. for your call time or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. Do you like ever have issues with sleeping and like, have you found the secret basically is what I'm asking. I wish I could tell you I have. I sleep is definitely something that um, I try to protect as much as I can. I, I am one of those that will, you know, I will not go out or anything if I have stuff coming up because it just the, the, the sleep and like the, the solo time and the quiet time is too important to me. And it keeps me more centered. And I just, I, I need that if, you know, if you're going to have a busy week. So I, I try to protect that as, as often as I can, or at least take little moments of, I'm not a great napper, but like sometimes yeah, at least yeah, yeah. shutting down for even 20 minutes and closing my eyes is just helpful just to kind of ground you again before you got to like get up and run off again. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's, it, that, that can be difficult. I think that it's, there's, it's uh no wonder why people are always, you know, looking for the answer to that. Cause I do think that's like one yeah. of the first things to go when you're stressed, like whether it's mm-hmm. good or bad stress. I know some of you're just so excited. You can't sleep, but it exactly. sounds like you're in a healthy mindset about it, which is awesome. Anyway, I think it's time <laughs> for a surprise game. If you're down. Okay. Okay. I'm so down. Basically, I don't think it'll be very hard. I reached out to someone in your life to get a compliment about you because oh. you haven't gotten enough today. <laughs> uh, and just to tell me what they love about you or really whatever. And you will have to guess who said it. Does that sound cool? Sure. Okay. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. It's the compliment game on the okay. okay. It's the compliment. 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 Game. Bump. So we'll say you can ask me yes or no questions and you get three guesses. I don't really know if I'll be able to help you at all, but I'll try. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to read you your quote right now. Okay. Kimberly is so kind and giving that she would give you her last coffee pod if you asked for it. Then she'd frantically drive to the store to get new ones because Kimberly also can't live without her coffee. That's like one of like three people. That probably knows me that well. Let's see. Okay. So I can ask you yes or no questions. Yeah. Do I know the answers? I don't know, (laughs) but I'll try. Is this person um, a female? No. Okay. Well, okay. Then it would have to be Daniel. Yes. Daniel. He's the only, he's the only person besides like my sister and my best friend that would comment on my love of coffee like that. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, pumpkin coffee. Do you like pumpkin coffee? I I do like pumpkin coffee, but I like, I like all kinds of, I mean, I just, I love, I love coffee. Yeah. Oh, It's so cozy in the morning. (laughs) Are you like a hot coffee or iced coffee person? I like both, but another one of my good friends makes fun of me sometimes because I Usually I drink hot more than anything. And mm. it's usually, I, I like, it has to be hot. Like it has to be hot or cold. There's no in between. And yeah, no, no, no. It's gross. He drinks, we call it tepid coffee. Cause that's the way <sighs> she, she like makes it. And then she puts an ice cube in it. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know how you drink it. Like that's gross. <gasps> yeah, so that's gross. we send each other photos and like, just, you know, but I like, I'm a person who like, if I'm slowly sipping a coffee in the morning, it goes in the microwave several times. Oh, for sure. To be warmed up again. So I'm, yeah, in particular, but yeah. No, I totally <laughs> feel be that. Enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. You need that. Like that helps wake you up when it's hot exactly. or if it just goes cold. I don't want to go to the microwave. I just stop drinking it because it's not worth it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You get thank it. You. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Daniel. We appreciate no, it very best. much. And you guys will know him, of course, from Halloween Town 2. 
Mm-hmm. All right. I have yep. one more quote for you. Okay. Okay. I was such a fan of Halloween Town primarily because Marnie was such a brilliant example of how powerful we can be as women and how brave we could be as children. I felt like she was another big sister of mine. I'm supposed to guess who said that too? Yeah, you're never going to guess it because it was my fiance. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to read that to you. She texted me it this morning and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll read it. Oh, but that's so sweet. I love it. It's a great quote. I was like, wow, who said that? That's great. Oh yeah. Put it on your website, on your resume, yeah. put it all around. <laughs> well, it's been such a pleasure getting to talk to you. Honestly, I've been looking forward to it so much. And I would just love if to wrap things up, you could leave us with some kind of kindness tip. So something practical people can do to make the world better. Like what you said before, when, you, when you're walking around outside and smiling at people, that's a great example. So you yes. really don't have to give another one. I mean, I think, it, yes, that would have probably been my tip had I not talked about it. But I also, I would just say, I think it's so nice to try to just remind people of like how good a job they're doing. And it can be in the simplest of things, but I think sometimes I I find it with my friends and a lot of them are busy moms and working moms and that kind of thing. And, Mm. um, I, I try to just remind the people that I love, like either something that's, you know, something that they're doing great or just how much I admire them for a certain thing in their life or, and I, they can be the simplest things. Um, and, but I think sometimes those simple, um, trying to think of the word, like the, the expressing of it to somebody, like you can assume that they know that, you know, this about them or whatever, but I think sometimes Mm. the simple expression of, you know, I just, I, so, you know, I really admire how you do this or, you know, you're, you're so good at that. You know, you're so funny or, you know, you're so great at multitasking or sometimes just pointing out something to them to just kind of, I don't know, just to give them a little bit of happiness. And I I have so many people that do that for me along the way. And I, it's, um, you may not think, you know, this person knows that or whatever, but it's, I I think it's Mm. nice to be, have it, have somebody tell you it once in a while. So Mm. I don't know if it, if it feels natural or something, but I, I try to do that where I can. Cause I, like I said, I think it's, I think it's nice to be reminded of it. I think that's really important. And I do think it's especially just amazing when it comes from someone you love, because sometimes in life, we're always kind to the people we love, I would hope, but it can be easier to be kind to strangers. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're on the street, it's like, thank you so much or nice shirt. And then you get home and you're like, oh, I just, I have to watch Netflix. You know what I mean? So I I think that's, it's really important to remember to do that because sometimes we can take those people for granted. So thank you. That was a good one. Definitely. Thank you. Well, I thank you so much just for everything you do and for shining your light and all of us. I'm obsessed with what you're doing on TikTok and I really just appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Well, thank you. I so appreciate you having me on and, and, you know, it's always so nice to be able to relive, you know, fun memories and just talk about the people that have, you know, made a difference to me too. And, and uh, I, I think it's awesome that you put a, a kindness slant and, and want to put more of that out into the world. It's so it's, it's those simple things that I think, you know, people need more of in their day to day, even if it's, you know, for just a little bit of time, I, I, that is how you I think slowly help, help people's perspective and help their overall well-being. So you are yeah. like, I, I think that's great that you're, this is the, the overall topic of your podcast. That's really oh, cool. thank you. Well, we are humankind. You got to be both. That's what yes. I think.
And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. Not gonna lie, I tried to play it cool, but I was totally fanboying over Kimberly. She was nothing short of magical. And speaking of magical, our first no tricks, only treats kindness tip is just that. Your kindness tip of the week is to make a bag of kindness. A bag of kindness is basically a bag you keep in your car or a backpack or purse that's filled with essential items. So if you happen to encounter someone in need, you have it on hand to give. This can even just be a giant Ziploc bag that you fill up with things like a mini water bottle, granola bars, hand sanitizer, wet ones, or wipes as I call them, which Cassie does not like, (laughs) first aid kits, toothbrush kits, travel items, really anything you can think to give to someone in need. In the spirit of trick-or-treating, I think having this bag ready is the ultimate way to give this Halloween. Thank you, Cassie, for giving me this idea. And thank you all for listening. There's lots more ghoulishly good things to come this month and beyond. Make sure you're following us on social media at Art of Kindness Pod and at Rob Peter Paul. So you're the first to know about exciting giveaways and announcements that we're conjuring up for all of you. I hope you have a spooktacular day. Until next time, remember, everything's going to be A-OK. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.